1: I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The whorl-wrist, name your price tool, only from Progressive. Yeah. The hour and a of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance car. Company and Affiliates Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law. Welcome to the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Podcast.
0: Oh. 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 Bells.
2: What is going on, Gen Nation? Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf The Journalist podcast this week for the players, in all caps, the players. As usual, I am here with everyone's favorite Canadian, Tyler
0: Tamblyn. Tyler, how are you this week? I'm doing well, Kenny. I had a pretty good week. We'll talk about it, obviously. We've got a special guest on this week. I'll let you introduce, but I, I'm guessing I still am your favorite Canadian with Corey Connors letting you down, right? We'll start with that. Yeah, he definitely let me down. But before we get into the
2: recap, let's go ahead and introduce our guest this week. Everyone knows him on Twitter as at Monkey. We are here with my main man, Martin. Martin, I forgot your last name. I feel like an idiot right now. Martin, what <laughs> is your last name? Go and tell everyone and tell everyone a little bit about yourself, <laughs> yourself as well. Uh,
3: good evening, Kenny. Good evening, Tyler. Um, great to be with you guys. Um, yeah, it's Matthews and uh, I've spent a lifetime of being called Matthew Martin and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's Martin Matthews, so double M
2: okay it sounds good why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself martin uh where we can find you all the good stuff that you've done uh give us a little bio there my friend
3: absolutely um thanks yeah uh well as you you mentioned you'll find me on twitter at sundog monkey um i have my own um golf uh, website golf to website focusing on the pga tour which is sundog's golf world um well, the w is obviously the beginning so i've been, been running that for a few years now and uh I suppose it's just, uh, I remember talking to you guys this time last year, saying how it was growing and it's um, snowballed even more since then. So um, that's where you'll mainly find find me. I I also do weekend previews now on the PGA Tour for Sporting Life. Had a bit of success with our man Bryson yesterday. Um, I did the Sunday previews, you'll find me there. And the occasional piece for Paddy Power as well, a bookmaker over here. So uh, uh, lots of places to find me, but at Monkey on Twitter.
2: So I've actually known Martin. The first time I met Martin uh, was at the 2019 Players Championship. I went there. Uh, we, I met him uh, at Nona Blue. Uh, I think we were Twitter buddies, and we, we met up for a drink. Uh, went to Graham McDowell's spot over there at Nona Blue, a great little God, restaurant. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. thing I remember is this hot blonde waitress that I hit on for the whole week because we were basically <laughs> there every week. She was fine. Uh didn't work out, of course, because you know I'm a chump. But anyways, she was she was she was hot and we went there every day. Uh had cocktails with Martin all the time, talked, shop, met some golfers. That that's basically the golfer hangout. Uh met uh Brendan Steele, met um had some drinks had some drinks with the real Rory uh actually and then uh also uh met Brandon Chambly that day and the whole Golf Channel crew uh so that was fun and then the following year uh instead of going to the players uh we actually uh had Martin on the pod uh of course if you remember last year 2020 uh it only went one round and Hideki was one of my favorite plays and of course he shot nine under yeah. on the first day and I'm supremely bitter still bitter about that and he didn't get to finish what he started uh but uh we actually had martin on the pot so you, maybe you can blame martin for the break in golf because that was when the golf ended for about three months right there uh so i know martin very well very very strong in what he does make sure you go check out all his work uh everything you said sundog monkey uh, you know all that stuff make sure you go check it out he is worth the follow all right so let's get into a little bit of this past week and what happened we had Bryce and the hulk come out and do his thing uh pretty impressive stuff uh for what he does you know you can hate him you can love him whatever it is but you gotta respect his grind uh the guys out there trying to improve his game day in day out till the wee hours of the you know till late at night uh doing his thing working his craft i think the true essence of of his game, I mean, everyone just thinks you know he just bombs away, but that's not necessarily true. He has other parts of his game which makes him in that getting close to that elite level. Uh, <clears throat> I think it, uh, what, what, he has uh, um, eight wins now uh, on tour. If you look at that stretch on Sunday between holes four and seven, you really got a glimpse of his game uh first off on, on the fourth hole he had that what 50 foot birdie putt that he just rolled right into the hole on the sixth hole of course you saw the he man hulk maniac drive uh that he hit uh, uh over over the water left himself about 70 yards with bunker shot and his next shot you saw a little bit of his weakness uh not that great with his wedges but the thing is if he's hitting at 350 360 and everyone else is hitting at 300 290 um you know he can lose a little bit of strokes from his wedge game because everyone else is hitting, you know, six iron, seven iron. Uh, so, you know, his bad wedge game is probably better than a really good seven iron, really good six iron. So you got to think of it like that. And then you saw his well well above average short game on that chip on that third shot on six to leave him about three foot. That was not an easy chip. You saw West uh, Westwood have that same exact chip, rolled it about 25 feet by. Now he did make that birdie putt from the fringe, which is really nice. But Bryson had that nice little checkup, left it about three feet, and then on the seventh hole. I think it was one of his most, that one, and, and I think it was a 17th, a six iron hit on 17, were probably his two most impressive shots. He, it was The wind was sort of in his face. He hits the seven iron stinger low stinger in the wind he could control his iron height like that it was a beautiful shot I uh, left himself about 18 foot for birdie below the hole missed the putt but it was still that stretch just shows how much of his game has grown and how good he is from all different angles all different sides of the game uh tyler I will, i'll talk more about this in a little bit but tyler what did you think of this past week what did you think about bryson
0: yeah, in the spirit of Bryson winning, first we're gonna thank our sponsors here, Kenny. I want to remind everybody that this podcast is presented and sponsored by rotogrinders.com. Head on over to rotogrinders.com slash D Get yourself ten bucks off the first month. So that's my purpose. I feel like you did that you on purpose. You set it up, man. You, you volleyed. I, feel, I, feel I spike like, it.
2: I feel like you did that on purpose. I I I, I got no problem with Bryson thanking his, <laughs> his sponsors. They pay him. You might as well thank him. I got no problem with that, but go ahead.
0: No, for sure. And to bring that up, that's a good little segue there. But I thought I love her, love him or hate him. Bryson. I became an even bigger fan this week, just the way he was doing it. You know, I talked a little bit about it today with my guy, TJ over at Roto Grinders doing our review for the week. And you just look at, man, he put on a show. He played his game. He showed all facets of it. The irons, the putter pretty much showed it all off. You just mentioned everything that he did. Well, putting on the show. Well, just, you know, having fun with it. Uh, you know, him and Lee Westwood, Lee Westwood even mocked him on six, did the own little arm pump to have a that little was fun hilarious. with it. I, it was hilarious. That was hilarious by the This way. was, Doing this bad. was all incredible stuff. And, and he did his thing, went out, got the job done. And he's a closer, uh, you know, win at Jack's place, win at Arnie's place now. Sunday Warrior. The- it just yeah, everything that goes Sunday. with it. That five footer, it didn't matter. He stepped off it. It didn't matter. He was going to make that putt. You absolutely knew it. Lee Westwood and his fiance knew it. And he just smiled about it and gave him a fist dab after and said, like, you're the man. Like, he loved it too. It, it's all part of the show. And by the way, too, Lee Westwood, pure class. The, the whole world, I saw Max Homer tweet out today that golf Twitter has so many things they love to complain about. The divot and the rules. Dumb rules, sure. But even Lee Westwood, class after, said, that's just how it goes, guys. Like, I played it. He still made par. He did his thing. And he, and he still came through in the clutch. Like, he did not go away. Most guys, you know, make that so easy for Bryson. He made it extremely difficult for Bryson on Sunday. So, yeah, I was really pumped to see the way it shook out. Uh, last you know, anyone that followed on Roto-Grinders last week, uh, you and I talked on Monday. I, I was really off Rory and Bryson both. Tuesday, Wednesday, I was all in Bryson, talking about it everywhere, writing about it, you name it. Oh, saying nice. the, the conversation was really simple, man. Everyone was so hyped about this whole six thing. Is he going to drive the green? And forgetting that there was just so many opportunities for him to score there. And that's really what it came around to for me last week. So I had a really good week. Uh, interestingly enough, I will, since we got Martin on, I won't spend too much time on it, but uh, I'm going to talk about this because I'm pissed, Kenny. Remember the last time I predicted Bryson so so hard? It was the US Open. He went on to win, had myself a great week, but I got 19th in the $100 millimaker. Maker. Yesterday, I, I was heavy on Bryson, did everything right for the week with Bryson. Connors was my other write-up, like everything there. And 19th in the flop shot on DraftKings, So it sucked to not get it fully paid off, but it was an excellent week overall uh, with that thought the event was incredible. I don't know if it's just the fans being back or what, maybe it's the speed magic in the air, all those things combined, Bryson putting on a show and still closing it out. Uh, you know, Rory being in the mix and then disappearing a little the hat and come back. You can name all the things of the week, but I thought that was the one of the most fun weeks of golf that we've had all season. And, and I think it was a lot to do with the fans, to be honest.
3: Definitely. Martin, what'd you think? Um, well, ditto everything Tyler just said I mean, it was a cracking event to watch um, From a personal point of view It was um, a pretty crummy betting week To be honest um, I had Rory as a bit of a saver in my team And he kept some interest going But um, uh, otherwise, mo- most of my guys Didn't um, didn't uh, really feature at all Mol- Molinari was uh, uh, was poor from his first tee shot And it was downhill from there <coughs> on Italy So I uh, had Wyndham Clark, he missed the cut um, Pat Rogers just about made the cut, but yeah, it was um, a, a week to forget on the betting front. But as a viewing spectacle, uh, it was uh, it was cracking stuff, as you say. Bry- Bryson's box office, whatever you think of him, he's, he's box office. Um, and um, you know the tee shot on six, etc., and 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 he's just nails coming down the stretch, closing it out. Um, I did put up um, Bryson yesterday morning in the piece I write for Sporting Life, so that's. Uh, um, that gave me a little bit of joy on Sunday, but um, obviously a Lee Westwood win would have been lovely to see also from a British point of view. And um, I'd have been um, one of many tweeting John Peterson, I think, if uh, Lee Westwood had got the job done after a <laughs> bit if you saw him yeah. the week before at the WGC. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was um, cracking stuff from Westwood, uh, but um, Bryson thoroughly deserved it. I thought, I thought Westwood really, played extremely
2: doesn't... well. It's not like he lost on Sunday. A lot of times he loses on Sunday uh, yeah. you know, this time he didn't lose. He just got beat. Uh, yeah. I thought Westwood played extremely well. What I really enjoyed about the weekend though, was the different types of golf that you saw on Saturday. Uh, you saw uh, pretty good conditions, not much wind, a uh, soft, uh, because of the rain and you saw a lot of birdies. And then Sunday you saw a lot of grinding, uh, mm-hmm. uh Patrick Rogers was one of my, one of my uh, top 40 bets. And he was, I think 23rd going into Sunday. I was like, I got this locked. And he shoots like seven over that pissed me off. The only thing that saved me this past week is I had Chris Kirk, uh, top 30 as my favorite bet on the website that I worked for. Um, that was my favorite bet of the week. That hit, so that basically made me break even on the betting front, uh, because I went a little bit more heavy on the top twenties and top thirties. I had lists too. Uh, he fell off on the weekend for a top thirty, uh, and then of course I had Corey Connors. Uh, you know, I probably should have cashed out uh, at the beginning of the round. I think it was paying twenty five to one, but it was hundred forty to one. So I was I was gonna let it ride. It was just too much of a difference uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. me not for me not for me not to let it ride. And that eagle on sixteen got me hyped. I was like, we got a shot, baby. And then, you know, bogey, bogey to end it. So that pissed me off. And, of course, DFS was horrible because I did not have any Bryson. Uh, so not the best week for me either. Uh, but we move on. Uh, before we get into this week, let's go over the Listener League. And because I am not that bright, I don't I don't have it up. So give me one second. All right, here we go. So the winner of our Listener League this past week was record 62. Uh, I have no idea what his avatar is. I think it's an eyeball. I think it looks like a green Velociraptor eyeball. Uh, so record 62 was our winner this past week. He had 465 points. Start off with Jordan Spieth. We didn't even talk about Spieth. Uh, not bad. Again, <laughs> he, he's getting there. Uh, he, he's getting there. Uh, I, I mean, I, don't, I want to bet him at the Masters, but I think he's dropped to like 18-1. He's going to win soon. Uh, I, I have this feeling uh, it's not like he played incredibly bad uh, on the weekend, just because, you know, he shot three over, I think. So that's 75. I think the scoring average is like 75.7. So he still shot better than an average golfer uh, on Sunday. Uh, he had uh, a 93.5 points. He was about 11% owned. Um, we had uh, Paul Casey, who's been playing some really good golf, 15.6% uh, owned, 71 points, finished at minus three. Fleetwood, again, another top 10, minus three, 02 uh, percent owned, 68.5 points. Willie Z, who had a decent Sunday. Uh, the guy's been playing forever. I want to see how he does this week. This is going to be his seventh week in a row. He's young. We'll see how he does. Uh, 18.8% owned, 74.5 points. Corey Connors, uh, who was my guy. I was living and dying with them all. All week I was just gonna I was gonna sing Oh Canada, the Canadian National Anthem on the top of my lungs to videotape it and put it on Twitter if you want, but it didn't happen. Uh 17.87% owned, 99.5 points, and Sebastian Munoz, who made the cut, twelve point two seven percent owned, fifty-eight points finished in 40 Uh Martin, what'd you think of the lineup? Why don't we start with you there, buddy?
3: Um, yeah, you you can't argue with that, can you? I mean, uh, Willie Z, what a, he's turning he's turning into the new. Um, the, the, I mean, it's very early days, of his career. So I'm saying this jokingly, but he's turning into the new Matt Kuchar and um, Charles Howe, isn't he? Sort of back backdoor top ten player every week. You, so, you can throw uh,
2: some Sung Jm in there, playing yeah. every freaking week, right?
3: Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, but his his time's going to come. Um, obviously, Bryson. Well, you know, Bryson's Bryson. Um, Jordan um as you say. Spieth was uh, tr- tremendous last week, and uh, his time is coming soon, undoubtedly. I think he's going to be getting over the line very, very very, very soon. And uh, I'm sure we'll be coming on to him again in a little bit. So, uh, yeah, can't, can't, can't argue with that. And um, the man took over the money, as they say.
2: Yeah, Tyler, what would you think? No Bryson in the lineup. Yeah. still wins
0: yeah that's why it's like you said, just uh you know basically all the guys that we're gonna be talking about again this week speed Casey Fleetwoods Willie z Connors like all all the plays made sense, you know speeth getting there again is gonna be an interesting topic as we go into this week. definitely play better, I' don't know His approach game has been on it's now four weeks in a row or whatever it's been, so say whatever you want to say about it, but he was he was there Saturday was you know crazy, the hole in one, the two hundred feet of putts, the hole outs you name it it's just classic speed, the magic beans were back, so uh, overall, a great lineup. We'll see record 62 in the foreman this week because Martin will be joining us. So he'll have to take on a little bit of extra chops there. And then shout out to our guy, Dan Bach, in sixth place, DB730. He tried to make a run at the top and, uh, and didn't quite get there, but nice to see, nice to see. El Jefe, our
2: boss right there. So yeah, so nice, I didn't even notice that. All right, so let's get into this week. The top golfers in the world had the Ponte Vija, Florida. Man, I wish it was there. I would be in Nona Blue every day drinking my ass off eating their food and hitting on that blonde waitress
0: in your beautiful untucked
2: shirts don't forget those Uh, untucked shirts untucked yeah i actually when i got my first bonus from this new job i I spent like a grand on these new untucked shirts i got a bunch of them now so so as sweaters (laughs) I, i could look sharp the only issue is we're in a pandemic i had don't go out anymore so just sitting in my closet right now just gathering gathering dust and getting eaten by moss and shit like that but that's another subject let's get to the course all right so um so there is really no type of golfer that is consistently done well here, like Tim Clark, KJ Choi, Stephen Ames, Fred Funk. They've all won in the past 15 years. Paul Goitos, two top threes here since 2008. You also have Stenson, Sergio, Mickelson, Tiger, Day, Fowler. Like, all those guys have won here. Rory, uh, Webb. So, so, I mean, lately it's been more of the big dogs, I will say. Uh, lately, he has been more of a big dog, but it, it, there are many different ways to go about playing this course. That's what makes this tournament so great and why it can be very difficult to predict for DFS and betting purposes. Um, you know, three years ago, sixteen of four years ago, 16 of the top 32-ranked golfers in the field missed the cut. Three years ago, names like Spieth, JT, Rom, Finau, Bubba, Leishman, Kucher, they all missed the cut. Uh, Rose, Fowler, Day finished 60th or worse, um, uh, you know, 2009, uh, 2018, you got, you look at
1: me, 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 but also you, <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film <laughs> powder donut. <clears throat> okay. What's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from progressive. Oh man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The and ran foul of the comatose coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and in affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, You know, Rory, Molinari,
2: Fowler, Hideki, uh, they missed the cut. So there are so many dangers on this course and everyone could fall victim to this at some point in time during the week. Uh, the tournament has moved from May to March. So you could see some differences on the course compared to when they played in May. Uh, Actually, the biggest is probably going to be the greens and the rough and the wind change. Uh, The greens are overseeded with poa and bent grass this time of the year. And so the Bermuda grass is definitely dormant. Uh, So it's going to play more like bent uh, on these greens, which will lead to them being softer and more receptive. I mean, if you look at 2019 when this first changed, uh, Rory won at minus 18. Uh, You look at last year, Hideki was minus 9. Uh, after round one, you look at, I think there were like 15 or more golfers that finished 68 or better. Um, You know, that's like 10% of the field. Uh, which is a pretty large amount. So I I think that can lead to lower scores here um, instead of being, and and of course this is all weather dependent. If that wind blows, it's definitely going to be a little bit more difficult, but if the, if the conditions are pristine uh, you know, with these types of greens, you are going to see lower scores in my opinion. Um, Now, if also the rough, definitely not as longer not as long as you usually would see in May. So, you know, This could lead to longer, more inaccurate drivers of the golf ball, having a better chance to succeed. Um, And then of course the wind change the biggest issue when it comes to golfers and the wind change. like the prevailing winds at Sawgrass differ from March to May, the biggest issue is going to be on 17 and 18 uh, with the prevailing winds. Now North to Northeast, it'll make the final two holes dramatically more difficult. Now, of course, if the wind blows hard, this is just going to change the course. It's going to make it more difficult, but if it's not, You know, if the wind doesn't blow, you're going to see a bunch of birdies uh, this week. So let's get to the meat of the course. TPC Sawgrass is a Pete Dye-designed par 72 course. It's a place around 7,200-plus yards with four par 3s and four par 5s. Uh, three of the par 5s are reachable by most, and the par 5 ninth hole can really only be reached in two by the longest of hitters. Uh, there were a, a, a few changes, like I said, to the course three years ago. Uh, the bunkers were all redone. Another water hazard was added. Uh, the 12th hole added a new tee box to make it a drivable par 4. And most importantly, many of the green complexes were redone, and the grass on the greens were switched from mini verde Bermuda to tiff eagle Bermuda. But of course, like I said earlier, that is dormant uh, this time of year. I that this is the most. So you know, with the date change overseeing and the fact that the greens are now three years old, uh, you know, I, I think the greens are going to be pretty receptive. I, I do have a feeling that it's going to be like that. It, of course, it still depends on the weather. If the wind dries it out, we'll see how it goes. There is a lot of water on this course, over 24 acres of water. Uh, like most Pete Dye designs, there are many different types of dog legs on many holes. Uh, this usually leads players to hitting less than driver on many of the holes played. Now, the thing about this is this has sort of changed, these less than driver type courses. Uh, you saw last week, Bryson hit driver on like 65 67% of the, of the holes where uh, par fours or par fives. Uh, that's a lot more than normal. Um, so we're seeing a different type of game now. So I think there are going to be people who break out the big dog a little bit more, but for the most part, this course has been a less than driver course. Um, the fairways have a lot of mounds and undulation. It can be very firm. Uh, if the course is dry, I'm uh, missing you know, and they they have that, those chocolate mounds. Uh, The stadium mounds as well uh, on the right side of of most fairways. It's for spectating. Uh, You know, it could lead to some weird lies uh, if you hit it on the rough on the right side. Now, uh, bunkers uh, on approach shots, golfers will see very small and possibly we'll see. I don't know if they're going to be firm. I think they're going to be receptive greens. Uh, Bunkers surround most greens. And once again, a lot of water will be surrounding them as well. Uh, the greens themselves are multi tiered, undulated, and tricky, which is a very typical peat dye design. Uh, since 92, there have been more three putts on this course than any other non major course on tour. The course uses Tiff Eagle Bermuda grass on the greens, and they're fast with a stint meter rating of 12 and a half and above. The uh, the outcomes probably going to come down to the final three hole stretch. Uh, it's nerve wracking, uh, you know, but it, it can be played under par. If golfers aren't too intimidated, you think hole 16 uh, is a reachable par five, lots of trouble around the green. Anything from three to eight is definitely possible. Uh, we saw RCB make a double Eagle there uh, a few years ago. Uh, Then golfers move on to, you know, the iconic 17th Island Green, which in reality is one of the six easiest holes on the course. But with the intimidation factor, the nerves on Sunday, it makes the whole play much harder in the final round. And, of course, if it's windy, it's going to make that tough. Uh, Finally, golfers play the 18th, which is, you know, a visual and physical test for all golfers. It's very hard, long par four, water down the entire left side. Since 2003, this hole has played almost 2,000 strokes over par. Uh, so yeah it's a tough hole. uh the tournament could definitely won or won't be won or lost on these final holes martin what are you looking for in golfers and do you have any trends or anything cool any cool stats to talk about as we get into this week uh
3: thanks kenny yeah um I suppose, well on two fronts first of all we talk about the course itself i've always seen this very much as a second shot course really i mean if you look at sort of stats over the years driving accuracy isn't the sort of um, most important number. Um, obviously, um, approach play has always been key here, and, uh, and a good bit of scrambling as well as we, we saw from um, seaweed, for example, a few years ago, who scrambled his way around everything. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's never been one where um, finding the fairways is. is is the key thing. Although if you're too wide, I mean, I'm thinking about Bryson and I'm curious as to how Bryson's going to play this course this this week, because I actually backed him last year here. Um, And this year I'm sort of thinking, is he just going to try and overpower it, which I'm not sure you can do that so much. I mean, you you think of the par fives, you think of the second hole, Um, you know, if you're in the trees there, that gets trickier. 16 doesn't need a massive drive. Anyone can pretty much reach it, but finding the fairway is key. So, so, um, yeah, I see this more as a, as a second shot course. Um, from, from a trends point of view, focusing on that, this is, for all the tournaments that we have on the PGA Tour each year, th- this is the one I look most closely at the historical trends because it seems to come up time and time again and there's two or three sort of links that you can always see. That the, the first is course history. Um, I'm not saying never never say never, as it were, and um, obviously trends are there to be broken, but this isn't a place where a debutante Tends to win. You've had some come close. Kismar came close a few years ago. Springs to mind. Um, but five, six starts is, is pretty much the number, really, from the point of view of when people tend to get the job done. Siwoo was the one who bucked the trend a couple of years ago. But if you look at all the others... Um, Going back over the years, um, you, you know, Kucha, KJ Choi, more recently, Webb Simpson, um, Rory, they'd all been here multiple times before they they, they got the job done. Um, also, not only having been here quite a few times, but having played well here is, is key as well. Um, if you go down the list, and I'm just putting it up in front of me, um, every one of the past winners here going right back to even sort of Fred Funk or, or thereabouts uh, had had a decent high finish here again Siwoo the one who bucked all the trends of late he'd finished 23rd on the debut of the year before but otherwise they, they'd all popped in a sort of you know 10th 11th 12th 14th uh, or even you know sort of second third etc so uh, the first year I ever went, here, went there sh- showing my age a bit Stephen Ames um, and he, he won and I backed Stephen Ames so uh, that's when it became my favourite tournament um, and um, well what was uh, his number? Um, 125 to 1. That's a nice so, one. Uh, yeah, nice one. Pay paid, yeah. paid for the whole week um, and no, a bit more no, design. No. But um, yeah, he, he'd had the top five a couple of years previous. And um, yeah, so so history here is, is is really important. So history here and good history here. I think Craig Perks actually was the last to, to win, coming back to that point. So, um, so history here and good history is, is important. Uh, and current form is important coming in as well. This isn't you see with Sawgrass, like you mentioned in, 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 when you were going over the history there, Kenny, um, if if you're on your game, you can shoot 63, 64, 65, 66, and what have you. But you also hit, see some big numbers here. And if you're off your game, then then you can struggle. Um, find the fairways, find the greens, and you know it becomes fairly straightforward. So, so recent form is really important. And again, if you go back, through um, the, the recent history of, of, of winners, uh, looking at the last 10, their start prior to um, uh, to the week at TPC, uh, only Tim Clark, going back to 2010, had finished sort of down in the also ranks. Uh, the last nine... Um, no one worse than Siwoo, who was 22nd um, in his previous outing. Um, but uh, Rory was third in his previous outing, Simpson 21st, Jason Day 5th, Ricky 9th, um, Kimer 18th, and you can, you can go on. Um, KJ was banging form when he came here, had had a bunch of top fives. Um, so what I'm not looking for this week is either players out of form or as much as, of course, I'm, I'm not saying they can't win or they won't compete. I'm, I'm not looking at your Hovlands, your Morikawas this week because I just think it's, it's a place in history.
2: All right. That sounds great, man. Let's move on. Tam, we got anything to add?
0: No, we can move on. I think uh, that's a lot you know, to go through and there's a lot to look at. I think for me, the only thing I would say is it's going to be a lot about lineup construction. Because when it comes down to it this week, you know, what is it? 49 out of the world's top 50 are in the field. You know, we've had this before in the past, you know, almost major-esque type of events. You know, this is the quote-unquote fifth major, but there's a lot of good plays, a lot of guys that are going to seem underpriced. But you got to remember, if even if only 25 of those 49 come through and are in the top 25, give or take, and, and have themselves a good outing, that's a lot of spots taken up. So for you to find this gem in the rough at the bottom just to make it work, It's not, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have the right construction. I think, you know, balance will be unique. A lot of people are going to want to use DJ Rom, uh, you know, Rory X, even JT when we get to it. So I think there's a lot of guys in the middle ground that you can use that can still find their way to the top. And as long as one of them win, then, you know, you, you got yourself in a good position. If they don't, of course, the whole thing goes up the window and you're onto the next week anyway. So why, why does it matter? But I'm definitely going to be looking at that as a, a bigger priority for me this week than just all the other stuff
2: are you going to go about lineup construction tambo with uh, the soft pricing that we're seeing this week do you go stars or scrubs do you go balanced? Well, what's your initial
0: take my, my initial take is balanced, but i think you know one of the key factors is going to be justin thomas because we're going to get to it but at 9900 i expect him to be extremely popular maybe the highest owned and just it's a matter of our people starting with him or are people going rom jt and then you can you know move around from there. So I'll take a stronger look at it throughout the week. This is sort of where I always come around to it. Everyone's saying, oh, you said this on Monday and then this happened? Well, that's, that's how it goes, right? This is the first initial look. Last week, I didn't really want the top. I I, stuck, I stood by my ground on Rory, but I just couldn't do it with Bryson. Based on all the scoring opportunities, everything that I saw, I mapped it out again like that and it worked out in my favor. But I think for this week, Right now, the biggest you know, linchpin to everything is going to be Justin Thomas because he's 9,900, and we still have a range above that to talk about first.
2: Let's get to that range. Starting in the 10K range this week, we don't have Brooks Koepka anymore since he's gone. We have Xander all the way to DJ. Uh, Martin, who do you like in this range? Um, well, uh,
3: Tyler's just stole the Thunder Slightly talking about JT down in the 9900s. And to be honest, if I had to um, – I'd be looking at a balanced line this week. Um, if I was going to play any of those guys at the top, I think it would be Rory, because as much as he's finding ways not to win at the moment, um, you know, dumping two balls in the water at the sixth yesterday or whatever, um, he is going to be there. And, um, you know, it's hard to see him not sort of being, being top ten or, or, or what have you come Sunday. Um, I've got my doubts about DJ, um, partly because uh, his history here, right, he was fifth last time round, but... Um, he, he never really showed a huge liking to this track uh, and the last two events he's been been off the boil so I wouldn't really want to be in on him at $11,200 uh, and Ram, um, I've got a couple of reservations at the moment he, he's obviously got a lot going on off the course with his um, good lady expecting their first child around Masters time and obviously he still doesn't seem 100% right on the club change so uh, so I think Rory would be the one for me out of, out of those four in the 10000 range Tambo, what's up?
0: Yeah, I like I like Rom and Roy, double R, in there. Rom is only because of this all world talent. I I can't disagree with Martin on everything he just said is actually pretty true. Uh, I just feel better about Rom than I do DJ and X. I I never won X and Speed the two guys. I'm just you know happily fading quite often, but it's not that it's right. You know Speed is on fire right now. X is a you know top two guy all the time it's just you know coming in second just as much as Fina if not more and likely better odds to close it out if you will so uh, I understand it all I just for me the thing about Rory is I'm really interested to see if he goes overlooked because with the course history you know the before the thing got shut down last year he's obviously the defending champion so as as of now he is the defending champion because last year's didn't play out so uh, there's a lot that goes with it but then the quote in the news this week him saying you know he needs a big change I know lots, even myself joked about it maybe being his caddy. I don't think that's necessarily what's going to be the case. I think it could be anything, you know, coaching, swing change. Who, who knows what he wants to do? I'm not sure. Roy's got a lot of good things going on. I think he just needs to grind it out a little bit more, but we've seen it in the past where he's sort of said these things or mentioned that he does, he's not really sure what's going on before it was the fans that he mentioned and all these different factors. And then he just comes out and wins again. But last week was uh, not his A game by any means, especially on Sunday. And he still came in 10th. I know the field wasn't nearly as strong, but... Certainly think Roy's in play. So, Rory Rahm, if I had to, like I said, I'm still leading the balanced build starting with JT. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts up top, Kenny? And then we can move to the 9K range. I sort of
2: like Xander uh, in this range. I mean, you know, he did have that second place coming into here. Uh, he's been pretty good overall at Pete Dye courses uh, in general. I think he's uh, – um, uh, what is he like? I guess he's been okay. Not, not as good as I thought. I guess he's 30th in strokes game total uh, in 22 rounds in this field at, at uh, Pete die courses. But, you know, the thing about him is everyone talks about it's just putting, it's just putting. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's his putting, but you know, in two of his last four uh, outings, he's had what 3.9 strokes gained the Genesis 4.7 strokes gained, uh at the farmers, you know, prior to his 39th in in, Me- in, uh, in Florida concession, he had what a fifth, second, second, 15th. It's not like his form is incredibly gone uh, at this point. Um, and so, you know, and the thing is like Bermuda is normally its worst putting surface, but the thing is, of course, it's not going to putt like Bermuda, uh, with these, with this overseed, it's going to be a lot more pure, a lot less bumpy. Uh, you're going to see it play more like a, like a crisp, clean bent a bent grass out there so uh i like xander and i I don't know i don't know about the ownership uh we'll see how that goes i I really can't tell where the ownership's landing uh in this range uh but we'll see as the week moves on and of course we'll add our we'll add more stuff as the week goes on all three of us will uh martin me and tyler let's move to this 9k range Uh, i'm going to start with two of my cash game cornerstones uh in this range First off, it's going to be Webb Simpson at ninety five hundred. I'm definitely going to go a bit balanced. Uh, probably not going to roster anyone in the six k range uh, this week because there are there's plenty of value in the eight k and seven k range. Like I said, the pricing is soft. Uh, there are guys with a good amount of upside, uh, you know, in the seven k range and that mid eight k range that you can go to. Uh, so I do like Webb as my starter again. Good course history here. Uh, Winner, uh, you know, a couple of years, few years ago. Of course, and he has a you know a couple of sixteenths, uh, so he's been playing really well here the last three years, and that's really when we've seen this new Web Simpson come around. Uh so I mean everything before, I'm not even worried about that. Uh he's had you know a couple miscuts, like a couple of bad finishes, but I'm not sweating that prior to these past three years because this is the web that we know now. Solid player, iron player, good, great putter. Um, so and, and you know, good on par threes like a couple of things that I noticed. Uh, just looking back at the trends, I think somewhere, something like 70% of golfers that have finished top three here in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. They've, uh, they finished uh, inside the top 85 in par three scoring and par four scoring uh, for the year that they finished top three. I, I know you got to look at the par five scoring here because there are four par fives, but I, I think I'm putting a little bit more emphasis on par three and par four scoring over par fours, over par, Part three and part four scoring over par fives this weekend. Webb is one of the best out there. Um, so I am really strong on part fours as well. So I like Mr. Webb Simpson as my first cash game cornerstone. And I like Patrick Cantlay um, as my second cash game cornerstone. The guy's just been playing exceptional golf. I feel like a win, a win is coming here soon. Um, Iron play has been strong this year so far. Sorry. You
1: know, after me, 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 me but also you. <laughs>
2: You know, 3.6 strokes gained, 5.9 strokes gained, 1.6 strokes gained in his three events prior to this one Uh, on his iron play. His off the game is great as well. He's, you know, averaging around seven strokes gained, tee to green, uh, seven plus, maybe seven and a half strokes gained, tee to green in his last 12 rounds on the field. Uh, So I do like Cantley as my second pick, uh, second cash game, cornerstone. Uh, And I think I'm going to go back to the well with Mr. Finau uh i'm gonna let you guys talk about jt i do like him as well but uh i i'm gonna go back to the well with mr finau uh at 9100 doesn't necessarily need to win a second place will be fine and that's probably where he's gonna finish because that's just what the fuck he does so so uh those that's how i'm going with the 9k range tambo why don't you go uh, about this 9k range and tell me a little bit about your infatuation with justin thomas
0: well, I'll save the Justin Thomas for the guests there. Martin can take that. I think it's going to be a clear, you know, clear play. It's 9900 bucks. The last time uh, they did this, DraftKings with that, and bets we'll talk about later, but uh, I decided to fade it, and they hung me. I think it was 8800 to be honest, at that point, but he won the tournament. So either way, that was one of the worst fades of my life, and it happens. We learned from it, but uh, JT at 99 is just too solid. I'll let Martin talk about him. I like everybody in this range, though, for the most part. I, I love your web call. He actually fits the... Basically everything that Martin was looking for in his trends, he's got a sixth at the WGC, so he's got that top twenty-two coming in. He's you know got a sixteenth and a win, and a sixteen. His last three outings here, all the stats line up. Uh, right, you know, chance to you know get on a, a Ryder Cup roster or something like that. He's going to be after. So I think that you know Webb lines up at ninety five hundred. Morikawa, I know you just Martin mentioned against sort to of him and Hovland, but those guys are just too strong with the irons. They can show up at any given time. I, you know, I hope Hovland's week last week turns people off because before that, he's one of the most dialed in the entire field as far as you know, a complete all-around game. And the other thing I love about Hovland, right quick, is just that his around the green game, you were just mentioning it with some other guys there and how their stats have come around a bit. I think it was Corey Connors you mentioned earlier. Uh, Hovland at a higher level, I would say. And you know, just out there embarrassing Ricky last week in the same group, making him look bad. Obviously, he didn't come through over the weekend at his 10-6 price tag but my man, his game is just definitely turned around, you know, from that around the green stuff. So I like him. Can't lay nothing bad to say. And then you mentioned it with Finau 9,100, the guy's been like top five in the world. Like he's just been inc- incredible all season long. And, and now we get him at 9,100 where a top five is just fine. And before his most recent going back to these stats, so he's got a 22nd here last year, 14th his most re- recent outing before that second, 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 fourth. I mean, you can't take that away for 9,100 one bucks.
2: One thing about Finau, he's improved each year. I think a cut first two years missed cut then what like a fiftieth yeah. and then a twenty second. Yeah, I, uh, to me that sort of feels like he's getting the lay of the land uh, because Pete Dye courses are tough. You know, you, you got to play him a few times to get used to him. Uh, this will be his fifth time playing it. Maybe it goes into that narrative um, that that um, uh, Mr. Martin was talking about. Martin, what do you what do you like in this range?
3: Well, as we've alluded to, Justin Thomas is my is, is man, and um, uh, you know at ninety nine hundred dollars. To me, he would be leaping off the page to start the lineups with um, uh, over the likes of DJ. Um, Obviously, JT's had his off course issues, you know, obviously recently the sad loss of his grandfather. But um, last time out, he trended very nicely after a bad opening day at uh, the WGC. He was second in approach play at the WGC. Um, the driver can be a bit hit and miss as we know but uh, as you alluded to Kenny with the driver historically you can leave in the bag a bit here so um it's about the iron play and um yeah he, he's got the course history he's, he's never played poorly here so I'm expecting a really strong week with, uh, Webb can't argue with him at all obviously you know he's he's, he's always a factor on, on this type of track these days where really. he has a bad week on a sort of you know, a Sawgrass slash Hilton Head slash um, RSN slash Wyndham type sort of venue. So um, I suppose with the two rookies from the point of view of this course, uh, I would be going Morikawa over Hovland. Uh, Hovland, I uh, believe, was, was quoted as saying he didn't like playing in Florida recently. So uh, that, that wouldn't be, even though he came obviously second at WGC, that wouldn't be sort of inspiring me with confidence and um I, I well, that
2: guess, WGC that concession doesn't really play like a Florida course yeah, for sure, it's, for sure, it's yeah. sort of like a blend of like West Coast and Carolina yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's the way I saw that course play
3: yeah yeah no no you're right and um uh, as I say he hasn't um, shown much enthusiasm for, for, for Florida courses he was quoted saying so um so i would be taking Morikawa because obviously he's iron played perfect for everywhere but it certainly looks perfect for here uh Cantlay, absolutely um Finale, um, I suppose, yeah, he is trending in the right direction here, so i um, not going to argue with him. So, I mean, I, I suppose I'm more interested in this range than I am in the top range, um, again, from the balance lineup points of view. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, and, and, and Bryson, I'd probably fade him on the back of the win last, last week, but, you know, he could do anything. But um, he's not for me this week, really. All right, Tyler, let we'll just get into this 8K range. Who you got?
0: Not as much. Like I said, I do like that 9k range. I got no problem just loading up with all those guys. Um, Hideki definitely stands out. We, know we just go back to last year. I'm not sure how many people will want to, but even like his recent quiet form of 18th and 15th, is sort of stands out. So even before last year, he was eighth the, the previous year when Rory won it. So he stands out. Uh, Burger definitely playing some great golf, you know, the win recently, and then, you know, not the best outing thereafter, but not bad 35th or whatever. So uh, I think he's fine. He's got a decent result here in the past, all the stats for me line up quite well with him. So I think those two stand out the most, the other one, you know, then we, we go down a couple guys that stand out next are uh, Hatton, Casey and M sort of that trio right in that range there. They've all got uh, recent form coming in. So 21st for Hatton 22nd before that, 10th uh, for Casey coming in 21st for him just heating up and we know he likes Florida. So uh, I-, I like these three guys down at the bottom here as well, Kenny.
3: Martin. Um, ditto on Hideki. I don't know if you, you to roll it back 12 months, Kenny. You might remember, uh, um, you asked me at the end for my one and done, and I went with Hideki. And uh, I was I was praying for a second round last year just so we, we were one we and were done good. on rounds yeah. last year, man. Yeah. One and done so, on the well, rounds. Yeah. So Hideki um, is, is my idea of um, potentially the winner this week over everyone. Actually, I think he fits all the trends absolutely perfectly. But um, from a DK play point of view, obviously at eight thousand seven hundred, he's he's a, he's a cracking pick in in, in my eyes. Um, Berger, obviously a good fit for this course as well. He's got a top ten here historically. Uh, Spieth I'm very keen on this week, and um, he's finished, although he's not been so good here the last few years. He he was fourth here on debut, and obviously he's he's flying at the moment. Um, not so keen on the guys down at the bottom of that range. Again, I'm looking for history, really, and I'm sure one of them will progress and play better this year, but Hatton's never done anything here. Um, Casey's never really taken you to the course. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick, you'd think he is on the track, but he's been fairly disappointing every year here. Um, below them, though, I mean, Jason Day looks an excellent Plays me at $8,000. Uh, as long as his back holds up, that's the risk, obviously. You know, quite not if you're going to get four rounds out of him, but if we assume you do. Um, his form's solid and his course form's great, obviously, and... Um, you know, you'd expect a solid week from Adam Scott as well. So I guess it'd be the guys it'd be guys up at the top there, excluding Scotty Scheffler, who, again, is a Demi, so I wouldn't really want to risk it. It'd be the guys up at the top there, um, not the guys in the middle, but uh, then the two guys down at the bottom, Scott, Scott and Day, I've, I've been keen on.
2: So for me, Hideki and Day are my favorite GPP plays in this range. You guys went over a day with the good form. He's been playing, been playing decent golf. Uh, I think if you take away his final round on Sunday, I mean, uh, he's been playing really, really well. Uh, you can blame a lot of that on the weather and the wind. Uh, he just didn't didn't get the job done shooting a 79 on Sunday. Uh, but outside of that, he's been playing exceptionally solid golf. Uh, and, and he's been playing in difficult courses, too. Good scoring on hard courses. I don't think he's shot over par once uh, at Pebble, uh, Workday, uh, Concession, and uh, Bay Hill, except for that final round. So uh, he's been getting the job done. Uh, uh, Hideki, of course, like we said last year, he was one of my highest-owned guys, still bitter about that. But uh, I like Hideki. I, my cash game cornerstone in this play is going to be Casey, though. Um, overall, the guy's just been playing. I'm, I'm, you know, If you just base it on form, he's played, what, like six events, uh, five events since the beginning of the year, uh, and his worst finish is 12th. Uh, and he has a 22nd and a 23rd here, so it's not like all is lost uh, on his on his course history. He hasn't beaten that before, but he has 22nd, 23rd, uh, a couple of withdrawals. So hopefully that doesn't happen because that'll kill me. Uh, but the guy has been playing good golf. Uh, of course, another guy with with exceptional iron play, uh, good from like 150 to 175, you'll see a lot of approaches. From a good in the sand, you'll see if you guys miss, you'll see a lot of bunker shots out of here. So I do like Paul Casey as my third cash game cornerstone. Let's move to the 7K range. I'll go ahead and do my last cash game cornerstone. And Never really on this guy, but at this price, at this event, I will go with him. Tommy Fleetwood is my final cash game cornerstone at 7,900. You don't need him to win at this price, and he probably won't. Uh, I'm not going to bet him, uh, but a top 10, definitely top 10 possible. Uh, you know, I think he finished, uh, just out. He might've finished just outside the top 10 or in the top 10 last week. Uh, the guy's a Florida dog, uh, a couple of top 10 finishes here back to back. He was in contention a few years ago when we were, when we were there, Martin, uh, him and Ron, He was. was doing... I was on him. Yeah. I... Yep. Yep. Him and him and Ron just couldn't pull it off on Sunday. Uh, and uh, who do we see when do we see, we saw Rory win that year. Uh, I think so. Uh, you know, so I'm going with Tommy. Uh, I, I think just the value is there at that price for Mr. Fleetwood. So my cash game cornerstones this week, they are going to be, Uh, Webb Simpson at 9,500. Patrick Cantley at 9,200. Paul Casey at 8,400. And Tommy Fleetwood at 7,900. This leaves you 15,000 to finish off the rest of your roster. Plenty of room to maneuver for your last two picks if you decide to go that way. Another thing about Tommy, almost five strokes gained with his approaches last week. His irons are dialed in at a perfect time for one of his favorite courses coming up. Now, other guys I do like in this upper 7K range. Um, Not many. Uh, just looking through this whole list, uh, I like Abe answer at 7,500. I think he's cash-worthy. I like Sergio Garcia uh, at this range, uh, another guy who's played this course well. Uh, those are probably two of my favorites uh, in this upper 7K range. Uh, Martin, who do you like in this upper upper range?
3: Um, with your 100% on Tommy, you know, can't argue with anything you said. Unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, as a Brit, I'd love to see him win and, and- you know win, win of something big like this but uh it, it's hard to see whether he'll get over the line but you don't need him to at 7,900 dollars you say and it, it's hard to not see him being sort of there or thereabouts. about uh obviously seventh and fifth in the last two playings here, of 10th last week so tre- trending nicely so yeah love, love him as a play this week um you've got the two WD guys in there Justin Rose and Louis Eustace, and so I suspect they won't be Usually popular this this week. So obviously you don't really know what kind of shape they're going to come in. Assuming they tear up, um, so I'll certainly be skipping them. Um, and um, you never know what time of Billy Horschel's going to turn up. I was I was quite keen on him sort of this time last week for for this week, but then the, the miscut at Bay Hills put me off a bit. Um, but see, uh, he's a local guy, obviously. So. Um, Maybe a little bit of Billy Horschel. Uh, Willie Z, we talked about earlier, and the debutante. Um, he'll, he'll probably have a solid week, but, um, you know, hard to see him. See him
2: seven weeks well. in a row but, is tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, I know he's young. Yeah. But seven weeks in a row is tough,
3: man. Yeah. Um, Sergio, obviously, uh, I mean, he's going to be hugely popular, surely. Obviously, you, you guys know, know more about percentage ownership than I do, but uh, I, I would – Expect Sergio at 7,500 to be hugely popular because, I mean, he never misses a cut here. Um, And, um, you know, he's motivated. He's got the rider cut to play for. Uh, His form is solid. His iron play was really good at the WGC. Just a horrible week with a putter. Um, Obviously playing well out in the Middle East earlier in the year and the win win back in the last year at Sanderson. So I expect a big week from Sergio. So I think he's a really solid play there. Um, Your second favourite Canadian, Kenny, uh, Corey Connors. Um, (laughs) He he could well build on... um, uh, last week, I suspect. And, um, again, yeah, he's got a game for this. You know, the one
2: thing about Corey that I've noticed is elite ball striker. That's the one thing we know about him. He's in the same range as, like, a Keegan, as, like, a, a Benny on uh, a guy out there, a ball-striking extraordinaire who just can't putt worth a shit. But his putting's been a little bit better this year. I think it's mm-hmm. around hundred ten in strokes game putting this season, 105th when usually he's around 160, 180 Uh, in the past so I mean it doesn't seem like a big jump because he's still outside the top 100 but you know 50 60 spots Uh, he's putting a little bit better and we saw it the first three rounds now it sort of gave out on him when the pressure came on Sunday Uh, but I mean he was he was putting lights out if you you keep doing that he's in the same vein Uh, that whole stripper montage I had a couple weeks ago very very similar you know if it's cheap enough it's worth it you know what I'm saying and at $7,400 you know it could be worth it I I sort of like that Uh, anybody else
3: you want to go about there, Martin? Yeah, if, we go, if we're going right down to the bottom of the 7,000s, then um, it gets quite interesting down there, actually. Uh, you've got Bez, um, who obviously played great um, last week at Bay Hill. Uh, I don't know if you can cast your mind back 12 years. Obviously, that's 12, 12 years, 12 months. Uh, obviously, his debut here in theory this week, but he opened up with a 65 uh, last year in the event that never was, as it were. Um, and I would expect Sawgrass to be his sort of course from so... From a from a point of view of uh, balancing out the rosters, he looks pretty good to me at seven thousand one hundred. As does Poulter. Um, as does the uh, informed Tringale. Um, what do you? Let me ask you, Kenny. I'm going deep What did you hear about Siwoo's WD last week? Because I never never heard a um, an official reason. I didn't pick up anything. Did you catch anything?
2: i haven't heard anything i think he just sucked ass and gave the fuck up yeah. I, I think i think that's what, what, do you, what do you what do you shoot like 80 all uh, in the first round or something like that yeah they yeah. yeah. like fuck it i ain't playing no more uh, i i don't want to play I, that, that would be my guess i haven't heard anything about that it's something you do have to keep an eye on uh but i mean yeah at that price uh you know it might be something to look at because the guy is pete die master well that's
3: it and he, and he was i mean it's bizarre. I mean, the, the, the golfer's psyche, the golfer's mental psyche. I mean, Harris English is another one as well. They get get the win, and then they seem to fall off a cliff, whereas they were so solid leading up to the win. And, and um, you know, Siwoo's gone, WD, miscut, miscut. Fiftieth missed cut since um, since his win, and um, so you wonder if the back's playing up again or, or or what have you. So I guess he's a he's a high risk play that could reap dividends if he suddenly finds it again. But um, and obviously the old man Lee Westwood, um, I would expect another solid week from him. Tambo why don't you go over the range?
0: Yeah, I don't mind the Siwoo go back to him. He's Siwoo gets pissed, man, all the time. You see it on the course. If he's not having a good week, he's out, or he'll just, you know, fuck off and say, I'm done with it. Basically, uh, even on the scorecard, I'm surprised though the full-out WD at Ernie's place, but it happens. The one interesting thing I did see, speaking of WDs, because going back to the top, I love Fleetwood with you guys. He fits the mold, fifth, seventh the last two years. Talk more about him later when we talk about betting, but um, there's ways to get there, but yeah. Please Louis tell me and- you're
2: not betting Fleetwood.
0: T8. T eight each way, yes I am because okay, 45 okay. to one bet him last each week.
2: way, each way. Okay, I can get T eight, T
0: eight, and I normally would never T eight a forty five or. But man, that guy's just probably not gonna win. But I do think you know it's kind of interesting. I actually thought he would get the job done last Sunday. I knew I, I obviously was still with Bryson. I knew you know I was if it's not Bryson, I was saying I actually felt more. Uh, solid about Fleetwood than I did Rory and Hatton. And Hatton was further backstory, but then Rory and uh, I forget who else was there. But either way, my point was, I really did think that, you know, the way Hatton, that's what I was thinking of Hatton. The way Hatton got the win the year before, his first PGA Tour win was at the API. It was a big deal, big event, Arnie's place, all those factors put on the red cardigan. I thought that was going to happen for Fleetwood. And I could see him doing it something like the players, almost Ricky Fowler-esque. He's also a great chaser who, when we get to betting, we'll talk about that, where the comebacks here that we can see So I I don't know. I'm fine with it. I could have probably waited and bet him and got a better number that way, but I I don't mind it at 45 to one coming out of the gate. But I was just going to say the thing about Justin Rose was watching with a buddy and I, uh, you know, everyone thought because he just pulled out that nine on the, on the following hole when, you know, he went in the water three times once off the tee and twice thereafter, that he just gave up because of the nine, the guy, there was a stat, Justin Ray I think he withdrew twice. I think that was his second withdrawal in almost 400 events. So he's not just one to withdraw. And if you go back to the hole before where Spieth made the hole in one, uh, you could see he was actually quite ginger leaning down to get his ball out. Uh, it's just something my buddy and I noticed when we were watching the replay and I didn't even see it the first time he pointed it out to me. And I said, Oh, there actually might've been something there. So it might've all, it might've just been with Rose. The fact that he was gutting it out being that he was at five under six under going into that point. And then once that happens, he just says, you know what? Honestly, my back is sore. I can just leave now and be done with it. So uh, beware of him because he is a good price, you know, has some good history here, et cetera. But that was one to point out. I'm with, you know, sort of the Billy Horschel. I'll go back, take a chance on. Neiman is interesting to me at 7,700. I just find he's almost like a Xander or a Hovland for way cheaper where he can have himself really, you know, he can have a rough first round even and battle all the way back. His ball striking's key. He's had some really good results before his last couple outings. There was those couple second place results that he had and, and put himself in the mix. So I think he's good. I'll chance Zalatoris at 7,600. Kenny, you mentioned answer. I want to flip this back to you real quick because I'm in on Connors. Uh, I just think you mentioned almost like a Keegan Bradley there. He's five years younger than Keegan Bradley, but he certainly could be you know, the second coming, he's basically the, that does the same thing. Ball striking just needs a putter, but you mentioned it, Uh, but what's your thoughts between Sergio and answer? Because, you know, if I was making a pretty good pivot here, I think Sergio might get a little bit of the, uh, you know, the tweeters curse 16 straight made cuts at the players, but you know, some of them are 70th, 30th, 54th, a lot of his better histories from back 2015 and before Recently, he's been okay, but, you know, the most recent, 32nd and a missed cut. But answer, man, he got 18th last time out. I seen him pop up on some similar type courses. 12th year last year. What's your thoughts between those two if you had to pick one? I sort of like answer.
2: You know, you said come in 12th here last year in his five, you know, he's sort of been boomer bust this season, or uh, this year so far. But, I mean, if you look overall since the beginning of the fall, I mean, what, fourth to the Shriners. 13th of the Masters, 12th at eight, uh, OHL, 5th at the M- Amex, 18th at, in uh, the concession. Uh, and, you know, gaining strokes of those approaches in five straight. Uh, the guy's been playing pretty good golf. I, I like answer. I like him in GBPs, and I like him in cash uh, this week a bunch.
0: Well, one thing I did want to bring up, that's why I asked you, because, you know, we have went back and forth on answer in the past, but obviously this is the type of track – I like him more on like almost like how I like uh, John Rahm a little bit at the top. Just mentioning that is uh, th- these courses where it doesn't really matter if it's easier, if it's hard or how it plays, if we- if wind shows up or whatever, these guys are just anytime players. And I think he certainly fits into the mold. The other thing sort of just looking back at some sort of correlation stuff. I'm not sure how much you guys have looked into this, but RBC heritage, second place. Uh, you know, Charles Schwab, 14th place. Like some of these courses that people have brought up in the past where some similar guys have come from and then done well here, he pops up for me there as well. So I just thought at 7,500, he might be a really nice pivot if we do see, you know, 15 to 20% Sergio Garcia, you know, and Connors is going to get ownership because of last week and so on and so forth. I think answer stands out to me as a really nice tournament play.
2: Yeah, uh, I I like answer in tournaments. I think I might play him in, G- in, in cash too. So I, I do like that play. Uh, Quickly, some guys I do like in this range. I like Connors. Uh, One guy that we didn't talk about, Chris Kirk. Uh, The guy's just been playing really, really good golf. I mean, if you look over his past, what, five events, second, 16th, missed cut, 16th, 8th. So really, really nice by him. He he has a sort of up and down uh, course history here, but he does have three top 15th uh, probably in the last, what, seven, eight years. So it's not like his course history is horrible. Uh, So I do like Mr. Chris Kirk uh, in this bottom range, let's get to this 6k range. Uh, why don't you go ahead with this Tambo?
0: Keegan Bradley right off the top, right? We just talked about him. He, he suits it. You know, he's got a uh, great result there last week, you know, before that he's still doing his thing, making cuts and whatnot, but last week really showed up, you know, everything was going well for him. But if you do look at this past here, 16th, 7th, 35th, he's got a bunch of good results in there. Uh, Brian Harmon, very similar. If you go through that, just dropping down though, this is the area where I'm just, you know, taking shots right Kenny there's not guys that I absolutely love down here uh you know Grillo would be a guy that stands out to me just because again you look he's actually done well here so he's, he's 21st and 11th last two times out so he's a top 22 or better in his most recent outing 26 37th and 11th here ball striking is on point and then depending on how these greens play right we always talk about it but if it's going to be more like a a faster bent grass that's the one that everyone you know the speed quote the classic speed quote for Grillo is that's what he puts best on so I think he stands out. And then you're just taking shots on guys at the bottom. And that's back to, again, why I really do like the balance structure a lot more. But, you know, if I had to name names down here, then I'll kick it to Martin. But, you know, there's Scott Stallings down at the bottom. Uh, Pat Perez was okay last week. Doc Redman, Rich Warensky. Uh, one guy that stands out, though, too, to me, you know, just taking a shot here. But JT Poston, and I got a bet on him as well with the T8 each way. at a big number. Uh, 22nd here last year. Recent form hasn't really been in play before his miscut, though. He did have an 11th and 18th, you know, a couple top twenties in there. So uh, I don't mind that. And then people always do compare it a little bit to the Wyndham and and that's an event he's won. So you want to talk about a guy that I think he won that bogey free to be honest. So if you think about that, this is a course where bogey free would come in quite handy. If you could pull it off, it'd be tough, but definitely like uh, taking a shot on him at 6,500 down at the bottom.
2: Yeah. I think one guy down here that seems mispriced since the, since the pricing came out a little bit earlier, is Andrew Putnam? I know he missed. The, I know he's missed his cut. his only cut here before? But what is he like? Six thousand three hundred dollars this week, and his last what six finishes: twenty first, seventh, fifty fifth, thirty second, fifth, fourth. Guys, been playing good golf at six thousand three hundred. You really can't go wrong with that. Also, Doug Gim at 6,200. Another guy been playing excellent golf. He was play, he was in the running, basically, uh, last week before he faded a little bit uh, on the last legs on Sunday. So, uh, you know, th- th- there are some cheaper options down here that have been really good. I mean, you look at Gim. I mean, he's finished 36, but I mean, he was, I think he was top 10 going into the final round as a fifth of the Amex, uh, top 25 at the at and uh, He's somebody that I think I can get behind uh, at this range and you know when you get closer up top i do like grillo uh, i like posting a lot uh in my initial cash game build he was actually in it uh so i, I actually decided to go a little bit more balanced and keep out uh, uh the 6k guy but i also like to do like brian Harmon up in this range martin why don't you finish us off
3: um, yeah, we just the guy you just mentioned, Brian Harman, He's got um, he's got a bit of decent history here, a couple of top tens or well, a t- t- couple of eight place finishes, um, and um, he's been playing solidly of late. And Keegan Bradley is the obvious play there as, as well. He's um, finding a little bit of form, and um, you know, has played well here the last few years. Uh, Victor Perez, um, great great player, obviously, uh, you, you know. European, um, pushing for the Ryder Cup. Uh, he's got Rory, going back to Rory, he's got Rory's old caddy on the bag. I don't, um, don't know if you guys know that, but um, uh, he's, um, he, he's you know, someone I expect can play well here, although uh, obviously it's his debut, but um, he tends to perform on the big events. Uh, Ryan Moore's um, been very quiet, obviously. But he had a back injury back in the last year and took a bit of time to get going again, but he was solid at Pebble Beach, which is last start a few weeks ago and, and the last couple of years he's the last couple of events here he's sort of been improving all the time so i can see him having a solid week uh, as you say though kenny he's not hugely appealing um down, down at this uh, bottom end grillo though i am very keen on um i'll be talking about him when we get to the betting um and i do like the jt post and shout um, tyler i looked at him uh quite a lot uh coming into the week from a betting point of view and it was just his recent form that put me off a little bit um, I'd expect it to be a Matthew Naismith sort of course um, obviously Hilton Head uh, is his favourite track um, that's the one the one place to definitely bet him every year and um, you know obviously his other die design should tie in well for him um who else we got down there? Uh, Harold Varner. He's played well here before, but you, you know, like you, like you say, Tyler, we sort of thro- throwing out throwing out names now, really. Oh yeah, um, but uh, go, go, the Varner right
0: call there. is good though. The Varner yeah, one yeah. Uh, might be good because he fits the narrative as well too, right? He got twenty first yeah. last week, just inside the number, the top twenty two yeah. number we're looking for. A, a miscut here last year, but before that, a seventh, thirty fifth. I mean, a couple of good results here. So uh, we yeah. watched him down live in in uh, Honda at the Honda there last year it was looking just fine. So I think uh, he'd be yeah. a fine play as well at 67. But yeah. I, I do like your Naismith call because it ties in with the heritage as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like Go, that going, call. Going Naismith right now, and sorry. Perez too. I like Perez too. Yeah. Just um, going right down to the bottom end there, guys. One player I've mentioned you actually. I'll be touching when we come to the betting segment. Uh, Johnny Vegas. Um, he's obviously a boom or bust sort of guy, but um, he's got two top tens in this event. Uh, third, third last time out in 2019. Uh, second obviously at Puerto Rico a couple of weeks ago so uh, I could see him having a, having a decent week and um, mm. I suppose the one other I'd mention as well is um, it's a sort of Nick Taylor sort of track really and he had his best finished here um, uh, a couple of years ago 16th and uh, I know he missed the cut off a hill but he's, he's popped up on some leaderboards over the last couple of months so I will be surprised to see him have a solid week but um, uh, oh and finally my man Seth Stracker uh, he's been off the boil of late, but um, again, he, he he played really well last year. So remember this? He played really well at the Annex last year, which obviously has the die Stadium course there, um, with bogey three on it over two rounds, uh, and um, won me quite a bit of money because I was on him at 300-1 to one each way, and he finished um, six or something like that. So um, I actually backed him last year for first-round leader at Sawgrass, um, and um, he shot 69 from memory uh, and uh, played solidly. He wasn't the finish in the frame, but he played solidly on his debut. So I won't be surprised to him bounce back to form and have a, you know, half, half a decent week.
2: All right, nice. Let's get the bets. Martin, why don't you go ahead
3: and lead us off with some of your bets this week? Okay, well, I've gone with six players this week. Um, and um, Justin Thomas is uh, the... The lead, if you like, um, he's managed um, to at twenty to one over here, and, and, and we've got. you know you, you get you're getting your, your top eight places uh, now, Tyler. Well, we're getting top ten for this week uh, over here <laughs> on the each way, so um, which means they'll finish eleventh, of course. But uh, um, yeah, so uh, I've got um, Justin Thomas um, with each way at um, twenty to one, for top ten places. Uh, Jordan Spieth, um, who I think is. Hugely trending in the right direction. Um, one thing I forgot to mention when we were talking about the history of this event is it has a big history of throwing up players, getting back into the winners' enclosure who haven't won for quite a long time. Um, even Rory was over 12 months with a, without a win when he won here. Webb Simpson hadn't won for something like four years. Uh, Ricky Fowler hadn't won for several years. Same with Martin Keimer Matt Kuchar. Um, obviously, there's been a few you know, sort of um, bucks of that trend, if you like. So Jason Day was banging form and won literally a few starts previous, but it tends to throw up people who are sort of getting back into the winners' enclosure. So I like that with Jordan Spieth, um, obviously winner since 2017. Um, Hideki is my third pick. Um, I got um, Spieth at 25 to one, by the way, with each way. Uh, Hideki, um, I got at um, 33 to one with the each way. Um, Sergio, uh, I can't turn Sergio down at um, odds of 70 to 1 um, uh, with his history around here and I say with the motivation for the Ryder Cup. Uh, and then my final two big price plays, again, obviously looking at the 10 places each way. Uh, I've got Grillo at 175 to 1 uh, for 10 places each way. And um, I've rolled the dice on Johnny Vegas at 200 to 1. So um, just hoping they can sneak in at eighth or ninth, those guys. And uh, that'll do for me.
0: Ammo. I'm just placing one more. Cause uh, just backing it up. You mentioned the Amex there for somebody earlier, Martin, and it just threw me off because I knew I'd seen it.
3: Stracker, with yes,
0: that's word, who yeah. it was. And we like him there. And I know you got us a, I was on him actually with you when we got a nice little each way payout when it was five, you you mentioned the the joke there when you, they make it eight, they come ninth. they make it 10th, yeah. they come at 11th. It's, <laughs> how it always goes, but going back yeah. to my guy, Abe Anser, he's got second and fifth at the last two RBC heritage and or sorry, second and fifth at the last two Amex and second at the RBC heritage coming off an 18th Ryder cup guy or president's cup guy, I should say, but uh, you know, he's got a, he's got the stuff man in 12th year, last year. So I just bet him at 80 to one with uh, the TAD tray, but yeah, I had JT 20 to one with the hammer. That, I mean, it makes no sense to me, not because I get why everything with it, but like Spieth at 25 or whatever, some got them better, but Webb at 22. Like I, like I like these guys. I can understand why you're betting them, but JT is 20 to one. So I'd smash that. Berger, a guy that can close 40 to one. Fleetwood, I mentioned earlier, 45 to one with the T8 each way. I normally don't do that, but he's not a closer. So I got to put that T8 on him. Garcia, I'm happy to, I actually got a really nice number on that first thing this morning, 90 to one with the mm-hmm. T8 Very each way. way. And I don't really know how much I want to play him in DFS being that he's made 16 straight cuts and yes, he'll probably make the cut, but will the upside be there? I know he was dialed in last time out, but uh, you know, on T to green and approach and everything going with it, but rather bet him if he's going to be like 15, 20%. I mentioned the answer at 80. I just got now. And then my long shot was JT Poston 250 to one with the T eight each way. Like I said, I'm jumping the gun, but it's the players. It's like a major for me. So uh, there's probably a lot better, you know, reason to wait. And get some of these guys as chasers because there's gonna be lots of opportunities for that. But some of these numbers just look too good. And getting the T8 each way early on, I'm gonna stick with it and, and bet I bet them now. So it is what it is. All right, so I'm going Xander
2: at 24 to one, Cantley at 25 to 1, uh, Hideki 40 to 1, Casey 50 to 1, Answer 80 to 1, Bazidenhoot. 85 to one i got one top 30 bet it's gonna probably be my favorite bet of the week you can usually find this in my article uh every week it's hit a good amount of times this year hit last week with chris kirk i'll give it out on the pod today uh for once uh it's gonna be andrew putnam top 30 at plus 440 uh so that's the way i'm gonna go end it uh one and dones I'm probably gonna go big dog this week. Someone up top, either a Canlay or a Webb, uh, or you know, so, so, or a Xander, some one of my favorite top plays. What about you, there, Tyler?
0: Yeah, I burned up Rory last week, but I'm sticking with a big dog. So I'll take my pick between DJ. J- I probably won't go JT just because I got so much else invested in him. Try and flip it a little bit here, hedge hedge life, but maybe DJ. Uh, H- you know, Hideki's a possibility. And then Rom would be the other one, just burn up Rom and say, go after But there's big money up top. I mean, if it put it this way, if Finau comes in second this week, it's like winning a tournament, it's better than winning a tournament. So, in most cases, besides yeah. uh, maybe the Riviera but, or a major, but other than that, uh, it's a, I think it's 1.6 mil. That'll just continue to add to his, uh, his collection of money legacy.
3: Yeah. Uh, anyone for you there? Martin, you play one and Uh We don't play it, but if I was playing it, it would be Hideki um right. yeah he's, he's Ooh, i sort uh, of he, like that
2: i sort of like yeah. that i might have to switch that up we'll see how it goes
3: he, he, he's my guy uh, i went for him this time last year so i'm not going to jump shit now and uh, I'll, I'll take another 63 on thursday to get the ball rolling all right that sounds good uh
2: martin once again why don't you tell everyone where they can find you
3: um yeah so uh, find me on twitter at Uh, my website um, www.sundogsgolfworld.com and um, previews on Sunday morning um, each week on the PGA Tour for Sporting Life where I Put up a couple of, um, um, you know, final round selections. going to be a winner or a two ball. Uh, you mentioned your man, Andrew Putnam. Kenny, um, I put him up in a very nice two ball bet against Lanto Griffin yesterday, where he was the outsider of the two. And he, and he saw Lanto off by about five shots. So that's nice. Um, so, yeah, find me there on a, sub, uh, on a Sunday morning. And then also um, uh, on the big events, doing some stuff for Paddy Power as well. So um, several different places.
2: All right. You can find me on Twitter at Kendo VT. You can find my weekly article on gupscorner.com doing a lot of cool stuff with that site. Big promo uh, coming up. So make sure you check my Twitter feed for that. If you are interested, Tambo. yeah,
0: hey, you can find me on Twitter at toe and Tambo as always over on Mortal grinders. Got a lot going on this week. It's going to be the Tuesday show with no notorious and cards. Wednesday is the lineup HQ show with Notorious. That's always a fun one to break it down, go through sort of what I finalize on with my roster construction exposures and everything like that. Head on over to rotogrinders.com slash Get yourself 10 bucks off the first month.
2: All right, that sounds good. Martin, it was a pleasure. Loved having you on. We will have you on again. Hopefully the fans enjoyed that very, very much. Uh, it's going to be a big week, big playout, One of the best tournaments of the year. It should be a fun time. Remember, it's the players in capital let's win some motherfucking money degeneration In a rapidly changing world, people wonder more and more about where their food comes from and how it was grown. The farmers who grow America's corn understand how important this is and want to share the stories from our farms of how we are working to grow an incredible crop that can be an answer to sustainability questions and is grown by men and women who value the air, water, soil, and our natural resources just like you. To find out more about how corn farmers are working to feed and fuel a vibrant economy and healthy planet, visit NCGA.com. NCGA, a commitment to
0: the future.